if I can pay like 10% and earn 100%, I'll do it. Right. But in Singapore, it's like, but why must I pay to earn more? I'm yeah. trying to earn more. <laughs> you know? So I think that was, uh, that was so, the difference. So Singaporean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's the difference. Right. That's why in Singapore, we just said like, okay, just solve your problem first. Correct. Right? Right. Now you're wasting time replying customers, right? right? Okay, we solve that first. Mm-hmm. We solve that. <laughs> okay, now you have more time, right? How about you use this time to earn more? Ah, okay, okay. Right. That's how it works. Yeah, so it's I think that's how we see... Very nice. Yeah, a lot of things that we cannot actually copy-paste. Same thing from Malaysia as well. Right. We thought like, oh, it works in Singapore. It should work in Malaysia. No, yeah. it doesn't. Hey guys, we are back with another episode with Crystal from Slickflow. Now that, that y'all are bigger, mm-hmm. how do you maintain the same level of customer service? We hire more. So I think that's something that we also learned was right. to predict the future needs and to hire in advance. Because right. funny, so actually I just sent out this chart to the whole team actually about, I think last week. I was playing around with Slack. So we use Slack. Okay. And then one day I was like, oh, Slack analytics. Let's take a look and see. And then I saw the chart of our daily active users or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole first year, it was pretty much flat. It was just like six. Mm-hmm. And then the second year, it became like, I think, 20. Mm-hmm. And then this year, at the beginning of the year, we started at 30. Now we have 100 Wow. people. So like the curve just went like this. And right. at first, I actually cut off all the details. I just sent them this curve. I asked people to guess, what do you think this was? Then okay. people were like, oh, Tesla stock. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was actually sick close growth. Mm, yeah, so wow. I think like back to what you were saying, right? So we actually predicted that, okay, you know, once you get out and life gets back to normal, right. or when, when we do expand, we do need to hire quite a bit. Right. And we know that like customer support, customer success is something that we should focus on mm-hmm, as right. well as development. Right. So I think that's a lot that we hired for. Mm. And even in, let's say the last month itself, I think we hired like 16 people. We onboarded 16 people. Wow. So every two days, we have a new colleague joining the company. Right, 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 so right. the company is just growing really, really quickly because about two, three months ago, we just raised our Series A. We are funded by Tiger Global as well as Alibaba. So okay. that was very helpful. Wow. Yeah. Right. I, I keep hearing this term in the startup world, customer success yeah. manager. Yeah, partners. yeah, yeah. What, what does that mean for a layman? Right, so for customer success, what we do is usually we actually kind of see how we can help these customers get more value from the product right, right. and how they can actually achieve their business goals. Right. So I think like what, um, back to what I wanted to say earlier was that we actually grow with our customers. So for example, with that customer that you mentioned earlier, you know, just now when you said that we were fixing all the bugs and everything, because we wanted to let them know that we were in it with them. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what our customer success team does. You know, we're right. in it with them. We actually will help them chart their growth and grow with them. You know, I think it's different from customer support. Support right. is answering the questions on how we don't know how to use, but since on like looking at the future, forward looking and see right. how we can achieve that together, right, set goals right, together. Right. So a customer yeah. success officer or whatever mm. the term is, yeah. is like working very closely with your client. That's and right. Say, that's right. Hey, you know what? You should really be using this feature that yeah. you're not using. Yeah. And then this will result in yeah. this. Let's so, try this yeah. Altogether. So for example, yeah. like on a very big chain clothing store in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. they were saying that okay, we actually want to achieve this amount of sales in this right. month. You right, know? right. And then, so our customer success team was talking to them, said, okay, let's do a WhatsApp broadcast. Let's broadcast them this voucher. Mm-hmm. And if you want to calculate and track like in-store redemptions, mm-hmm. let's make them only redeem it in-store. Okay. And so we worked on a campaign together and then it worked. So there was like 80% like open rate and then this conversion rate wow. and stuff like that. And then they actually sold out all the, they got all the redemptions right. within five days. Right. Wow. So your customer success is like in between sales and and, um, no, it's like after the sale. It's after sales. Yeah. But they're also doing a bit of... There's no sales. La. 
like they do help along if let's say they want to upgrade their plans or oh, they yes. need more cap- capacity mm. right. yeah right. then they come in for that re-strategizing the customer service mm-hmm. yeah, industry it's a more specific mm-hmm. role it's right. like breaking up you know right. maybe last time right. one person had three of these roles and now one person is now focusing on making yeah. sure the right. customer it's really strategizing with the customer yeah. so there was just another like makeup brand that we worked with we're trying to fill in their makeup slots because right. some people would usually buy their items at departmental stores but they might not sit down and do the makeup mm. so our customer success team kind of brainstormed with them a bit and say okay why don't we do like a makeup chatbot you know okay so ask them about like the type of makeup that they liked so we sent out different questions at different buttons that the customers could choose so little quiz on like, your makeup style and everything and then after that we could actually have a chance to let you book a session mm. and then the moment we release that the bookings are filled within the same day wow across all the stores in hong kong right yeah that's that's crazy man like yeah so i think for customer success we, we really understand what's our business goal right. with the client and then we work together with them right. towards it's it. like that person is part of that client's business as well kind of and yeah I see that nice. way yeah. right so I mean like you you do have to build a nice relationship that's right that's right grow yeah. With the yeah so they actually are client facing as well right mm. nice mm. sounds very interesting actually yeah. I think I got a couple of friends in customer success I have a friend uh He's in HubSpot. It's, it's, oh. it's a very tech thing, right? Like yes, you success. need to understand the yeah. tech of it quite a while, yeah. right. quite well. Yeah. You have to have good customer relations as well. Yeah. yeah, and maybe some strategy thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. an interesting yeah. role. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So now that you're like at this stage, yeah, where you are growing, right? But mm-hmm. things have opened up. Mm-hmm. Was there a, a slight drop in growth? No, so I think we took the opportunity to expand faster. Okay. So last year when Singapore actually opened up, right. this was the first place we expanded to. So okay. I actually came back here last year to kind of like recruit our country manager. Right. And then, I mean, I didn't recruit him. He was actually an SMU friend. And then uh. I recommended him and then he seemed like a good match. So now they work for you. La. No, no, no. <laughs> with me, with me. So yeah, so we actually right. we actually work together now. Quite fun. Yeah, and... um. It's just really nice to see him grow the whole team now. Right. So now he not only manages Singapore, he manages like Malaysia as well, That's Indonesia right. and stuff like that. And our team has grown tremendously. Mm. So the Malaysia team grew to, I think, maybe 15 mm. this year. And then last year, this time, there was only one person in Singapore. Now we have around 10 people in Singapore. Nice. Right. So right. yeah, and this is actually in a very short span of time. So I came back to Singapore about two months ago. I've been here for about three months now. Two months ago, the Singapore team only had two people. Okay. So we hired literally eight people in the past two Fantastic. months. And they ramp up so quickly because I think we have a very good structure in place. Mm-hmm. So we were able to like onboard them really quickly and they're able to sell really quickly as well. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it's a copy and paste system, right? Like whatever is working in Hong Kong, we just bring it to Singapore and paste it in. That... Yeah, I think a lot of people think that's a case, but that's actually not the case. There's a lot of things that you need There's to... a lot of things that we need to change. I think the markets are very, very different. Yeah. So that was a lesson that I learned, I right. feel. Because what we thought was that, oh yeah, it's working in Hong Kong, why is it not working here? Okay. So I think in the first few months, it was a bit rough for the team in Singapore. Of course, like, it was more like, if it's working there, why is it not working here? Right. Yeah. Right. You know, But then you start realising that, hey, you know, the intricacies are very different. Okay. Like the Hong Kong use cases are so different. Right. And the behavior in Hong Kong is so different, you know? Singapore has a very different use case. You should enter with a different, like, angle. Okay. So I think the angle that we found more success with in Singapore is actually the customer service angle. Okay. Yeah, so we actually branded ourselves more as, like, a customer service tool and then Mm. slowly seep in the commerce features and, like, hey, that's cool. You know, I can earn more money with this. Because I think in Hong Kong was, like, how do I earn more money? Right. So if we ask you to pay more money to earn more money, they'll be like, okay, 
if I can pay like 10% and earn 100%, I'll do it. Right. But in Singapore, it's like, but what must I pay to earn more? I'm yeah. trying to earn more. <laughs> you know? So I think that was, uh, that was the difference. sounds so Singaporean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's the difference. Right. That's why in Singapore, we just show like, okay, first we solve your problem first. Correct. Right? right. Now you're wasting time replying customers, right? right? Okay, we solve that first. Mm-hmm. We solve that. <laughs> okay, now you have more time, right? How about you use this time to earn more? Ah, okay, okay. Right. That's how it works. Yeah, so it's I think that's how we see. Very nice. Yeah, a lot of things that we cannot actually copy paste. Same thing from Malaysia as well. Right. We thought like, oh, it works in Singapore. It should work in Malaysia. No, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. Lemak is better. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, how, like, how often do you all spend time in the country to understand the whole like dynamics, or is it a? You will hire someone from the country. Is it a commando right, style, like just go it. in and like yeah. see how it goes? Then we adapt from there. Mm, what, I think mm-hmm. now we're actually. Uh, leaning towards hiring people on the ground okay so that's why we hired our country manager on the ground here and then he's done a fantastic job like growing both Singapore and Malaysia and okay. um, so good that we're actually growing Indonesia next okay. so right. he's actually heading over to Indonesia next week right. and he'll be there for three weeks right. yeah to onboard the team as well as to kind of like um, plan events and get okay. things going there okay. yeah so for me too I'll actually be going to Indonesia like towards the end of his third week Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is it a are you all going to be very Asian centric for the time being or is there plans to Actually no, we actually have quite varied expansion plans. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, we came to Singapore and Malaysia last year around August. Mm. This year January we expanded to the UK. Okay. Yeah, so we actually serve in the European market as well. Wow. And then um somewhere Last month, we went to Brazil. So we actually do have a team in Brazil and they're doing quite well. Wow. Picking up also. Mm-hmm. But was the language barrier very tough? Uh, we actually hire people on the ground to speak Eng- that speak English. So okay. for us, I think like first hires and middle management should speak English. And right. then afterwards, anyone like later hires, it's okay if they don't speak English because like okay. the middle managers manage them, right? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of what happened in Brazil. And then now we're hiring for Indo. Okay. So yeah, and then we're also hiring for Dubai at the same time because cool. we didn't really put much marketing efforts, mm-hmm. but then we do have quite good ROI in Dubai. So right. we're thinking that, okay, let's spend more and see where this goes. Okay. So we're right. looking but at that. But then Dubai will a whole other challenge right? yeah that's because right every single place I've been in is very very different right, right. Yeah. why Brazil though like, so was Brazil cool. was there some result that you saw oh Brazil has very very high adoption of WhatsApp so okay. that's kind of one of because one um, WhatsApps are one of our main channels, the channels right. that work yeah. the best for us. So we are trying to see firstly like where are the users as well as where Meta wants right. to go with it. Mm. Right. So like of course the WhatsApp business API is from Meta, right? So right. a lot of times they also have a general like choice of which places they want to go to. So Indonesia is one of them. That's mm-hmm. kind of why we're going to Indonesia okay. as well. But Brazil is one that we have quite good success from. So okay. we thought that, okay, let's expand there and see how it goes. So now we have like three on the ground, four actually, five, five sorry, five on the ground. So we have five and we're hiring more. Nice. Yeah. So how, how did the conversation go? Like who brought it up? Like why not Brazil? Why not Brazil? As in, as in who like, brought up the conversation of like oh, exploring in, into Brazil? No, so we actually have bi-weekly team lead meetings. Right. And then we that's when we actually view all the metrics. We look okay. at our churn, we look at our new customers, we look at where our traffic's coming from, and then we mm-hmm. start spotting trends. Okay. And we just like write them. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, like, I've never really heard of like Singaporeans working in Brazil, right? Yeah. It's so far away from us. Fantastic. So yeah, that's, I guess, sleek flow. In a yeah. nutshell, so yeah. many so, so super fast growth yeah. in team in in expansion to different countries right in your services yeah right and and we got a li- good summary of what what customer success looks like yeah yeah that sort of stuff. Any other questions? Yeah, for- I think I think to wrap up like Sleek Flow itself, right? What right. do you think is the one thing that Sleek Flow did very differently from, uh, say for example Zoom that had a huge, um, burst 
during the COVID and now they have slowed down versus I think Sleep Flow is now still maintaining that growth, right? What do you think mm-hmm. was that that differentiating? I think it was continuously innovating. Right. Yeah, because I think like we were very responsive to our target customer demand. Right. Because I think as we grew, our customer base also grew and lots of demands came in, but we had to be very specific to pick the right ones to listen to. And then the right ones will lead us to more right ones. So it helps us actually find what like the startup world called product market fit. You know, Mm. whether this product actually fits this market. Mm. So it's very important because we need to localize the product. Like in different places, they usually request for different things. So in Hong Kong, there was not a huge demand for marketplaces. We just needed WhatsApp and maybe integrate with maybe Shopify or Salesforce or HubSpot to make it work. But then in Singapore, people are asking us, does it integrate with Lazada? Does it integrate with Shopee? So I think like we need to find stronger fits, you know, by integrating useful right. marketplaces or right. whatever the local mm-hmm. places use. Mm-hmm. So that has been something that we have been doing a lot faster, I would right. say, right. than our competitors. Right. How, how big is the headcount now? Do you think? 100? We have 100-ish yeah. now. 100-ish. Yeah. Right. yeah. And, and, Still and growing. split over... Yeah, split over. Six, yeah. Asia and Brazil. Six countries, right? <laughs> yeah, most yeah, of it yeah. is actually in Hong Kong though. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. And most yeah. of our headcount is probably in dev, product and development. Okay. Yeah. So mm. HQ is Hong Kong, right? At the moment, yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. For a startup, right, one of the biggest flaws, I mean, I'm just asking, Mm-mm. is that they're not willing to spend more money like for hiring or growing the team versus whereas you were willing to like hire and grow the team. Mm, I think every startup founder will have this concern, right? right. It's about the burn, the right. run rate, as well as like the runway, right. you know? So if we spend so much on hiring, are we able to reap the benefits, right. you know? So I think that's something that a lot of founders calculative about, oh, right. right? Yeah. And then, so yeah, I wouldn't say that we're very willing to spend, but I think it's because we were very prudent and we hired well. Right. Uh, in the early years right. me included no, I'm <laughs> no, but I think like just because we hired well so we were able to position the product well which was then able to attract investment right. which then helped us like unlock this hyper growth mode that we're currently in can you share a bit with us about this hiring process like what what are the things that you kind of look out for when hiring now that you're, you're part of the hiring team the decision makers and all right. that right, right. what are the things the key factors that you all look out for mm-hmm. that you as you've mentioned we hire well what is this well? I think for us in general, all the team leads, what we look for is culture fit. That's right. definitely something that we need to have. But personally, what I also look for, I also look for hunger. Okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think like in the startup world, firstly, everything moves very fast. Right. So, I mean, I don't really care what background you come from. Like you come from a startup, come from MNC or whatever it is, but you must be hungry in this role. Right. Yeah, so I think... So a 9 to 6 is not going to cut it for you lah. Oh no, 96 cuts it for me. But then in the 9 to 6, how much can you do? In 96, right. if you do 5 things, versus 96, you do 20 things. Right. You mm-hmm. know? And like maybe when you come to me with ideas. Like, I think like for me, I w- go for a more like collaborative approach. Mm. I'm, I don't see myself as a micromanager actually. So, right. you know, if I give you something, like I let you run with it and then you tell me what you made with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. then I'll report it and then I'll internalize what you did. Right? Versus like, I tell you to do it step by step and it doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm, it takes right. up my time. So now we're using like two people's salary to do one thing, right. right? So I think for me, what I look for is I look for the hunger to get this job done, having a lot of ideas, having ways to push this forward, having ways to achieve more with less. Like maybe lazy people, what they term it. Because lazy people always find the fastest way to do something, right? Mm. So yeah, those people as well as culture fit. Because I think like, uh, a startup culture is very different. The feedback I've gotten from my colleagues so far is that people in Sleek Flow, 
really work as if it's their own company. Right. So I think that's very like touching, I guess, in a right. sense. Yeah, right, right. Because yeah. they bought yeah. into the... the yeah, they bought into the vision. They bought right. into like everything that we're doing. And some mm-hmm. people even ask like, can I use my salary to buy the shares? You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think it really shows that a lot of people really want to have ownership of what right. they're doing and they take yeah. pride in their work. Right. And that's something I look for as well. Mm-hmm. And under hunger and stuff like that. Right. So I'm not... So I think like for us, when we hire well, we mainly look out for these two things. Okay. Cultural fit, like share with us a bit. How do you, how do you um, determine someone whether they're culturally fit for, like your company? Right. So I think for culture fit, it's it's very different. Even for let's say my team. So I lead a partnerships team. Right. So I have one in Hong Kong now, and I have one in Malaysia, and I'm onboarding one in Singapore next week. So all of them are very different, like personality wise. But the culture fit is in the sense that they all also are very like driven. Right. You know, they all know what they need to do right. and they all do it without like much interference from me or from anyone else. They also have their own opinions. So I think that's something that we value a lot at Sleek Flow, being like self-starters. Okay. Yeah. Not, it's, it's a bit different from the hungry part. Right. It's more like if I leave you alone with nothing, you can still make something. Right. Yeah. Versus the hungry part is that you already have something, but you want more of something. Yeah. So I think these two things are okay. kind of like what we're looking at. Do you have at. a very interesting uh, interview question that you usually <laughs> use? I think for me in interviews, right, uh, we usually have a two interviews, two-step interview process. So for one, they meet me first. And then the second interview, they meet like the founder or maybe other teammates and other things. So for me, usually the first one, I usually take it as more of a chat to get to know them as people. So I always ask about like their hobbies, what they do. I don't really ask about their skills. Right. Because in an interview, we always like say the best things, yes, right? And sure. then yeah. on your resume, you also write the best things. So there's, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's no point in me diving into that. Right. So I always want to ask like how you solve problems. So I will ask them like, okay, let's say like if I ask you maybe how many cars are there in Singapore, how would you find out? You know, that kind of stuff. If there's no like statistics, you know, then they can tell me, oh, maybe if every house has one car, maybe you have this, maybe you have that. And then give me a rough number. But just right. how you arrive at the answer mm-hmm. is something okay. that I want to hear. Okay. Yeah. And then afterwards, we usually send them an interview task. So then that one, they can take the time to like really think. And then from that task, I can see like, yeah, skill sets, right. I guess. Yeah. Interesting. For those listening in, like, yeah. <laughs> if you How want to apply, hire. Yeah, if you yeah. want to apply for Sleek Flow. Yeah. Or if, <laughs> you're, hiring, if yeah. you're hiring, if you're a company owner, you're hiring, yeah, yeah, think about these things. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Next week we have... How are we going to move forward as a nation in sports, right? Yeah, I think it depends. I mean, I think South Korea faced the same thing as well, right? right. So South mm. Korea, like, there's also like military, right, right, right. Um, like, obligations. And I think for them, if they win a gold medal right. or something, they, they are win exempted. A medal. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, that's one thing. Another thing is that, for example, recently also, you know, the whole BTS debate, right? Like, yeah. whether BTS should go to the army was also a huge debate. Right. Mm. So I think re- regardless, like, there will always be this conversation that's ongoing. So I'm not sure, like, how that will turn out. But I think what we can do is also just change the perception at earlier stage yeah. so in South Korea people actually like see sport as like a job a and career some, right, yeah a career right. something that I can pursue yeah. but in Singapore it's just something as a, like it's a CCA yeah. once mm-hmm. CCAs don't exist in your life then yeah. you shouldn't continue right. doing it hey this is Crystal and you're listening to the Mind Your Business SG podcast thank you for joining us this time if you haven't already subscribe to us on Spotify to get a new insightful episode every week the Mind Your Business SG podcast is hosted by Ashwin Prakash and Tamit Nasif Thank you to Naim Lutfi for our intro music. And if you've enjoyed our show, consider rating us. It will help us grow the show and make the future episodes that much better. Have a question for Ash or me? Head over to our Instagram page at mindyourbusinesssg and ask away. We read every submission and we might just answer yours in a future episode. 
If you'd like to support us personally, you can reach out to Ash for your finance needs and myself for any creative business solutions. We'll see you soon.